0: I came from the mud,
1: desert on my hand. Welcome to Build an Iconic Life Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Whitehead, and this podcast is dedicated to help you build a life with zero regrets by focusing on how you have everything you need to stand up, stand out, and live life on your terms. Let's dive right in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Building an Iconic Life. If you are watching this by video, you're going to notice this is the very first episode that I have done in my office. Um, Normally, I'm in the podcast studio, but it was really important to me to make sure that I brought this gentleman here and spoke to him and I was running out of time. Um, And so we're doing it from the office today. Sean, Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come and speak to my audience. And, um, why don't you start by just telling everybody a little bit about your story, who you are and what you do for a living.
0: Appreciate it, Chris. Uh, my name is Sean Huber. I live in the Clearwater Tampa, Florida area. I- I'm one of those guys that have always wanted to help people so they can be better at what they do. And that's come from my experiences through life. Uh Being a really young kid, I started high school early, but I was really small. So I was in college. My mom still had to sign permission slips for me to do stuff because I was 17. (laughs) So, you know, it started back then being like smaller. And and I'm like, okay, so what can I do to feel stronger? Because I got picked on as a freshman. So I started working out, man. And the funny thing about exercising back in the early 80s is young people did work out. So I would go to a gym. I got exposed to people my parents' age, all kinds of walks of life, like bouncers at bars and bartenders and all kinds of things. So I got to know people and matured much faster because of having conversations about exercise. It helped me out a lot. Um, Then, you know, from exercising, I got into (laughs) competitive cheerleading, which is interesting, because a professor, teacher in high school is like, you should do it. They had it for 15 years. We won a national championship. I'm in front of 5,000 people or so doing these crazy stunts and things. And I started seeing a connection to like what that feeling feels like to be motivated, pumped up when you're cheering people on. Go to college, I'm like, okay, what do I wanna do? And they have this thing, I'm like, oh, physical therapist. I love working out, love working with people, make them healthier. They're like, sorry, you don't have a 4.0, you're a white guy, that's not what's being hired right now. So I had a field called exercise science and wellness at FAUs. I did that, I'm like, eh, I don't care for this. So I'm like, what's the next best thing? Massage therapy school. I'm like, okay, massage therapy school, what's this gonna be like? It was 10 times harder in college. (laughs) It was crazy difficult. And the instructor who showed us the practical side of technique was a Harley Davidson biker. And he's like, and there was three guys in the class, mostly women. He's like, listen, fellas, I'm going to tell you the truth. These people are giving you permission. You have to overcome being a man touching a woman. I'm like, huh? It's not a sexual thing. It's a lot of people have had trauma happen to them, and they don't remember it. I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, it's in their body. I'm going, because it's called muscle memory. I'm like, yeah, I know that from working out. But he's like, no, trauma can be in your muscle too. I'm like, okay. He goes, you'll see you'll come across it and always ask permission when you start working on someone's neck. And I'm like, there's something about this. I'm doing massage. One of those situations came up. I handled it. And then as I'm doing all these massages, people are asking me about exercise. I'm like, okay, next evolution, become a personal trainer, had my own company, best shape of my life, doing everything really well. Company's growing. I get diagnosed with stage three cancer. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, seriously? And the year prior, I asked my client who's a urologist, friend of mine, hey, can you take a look at this? He's like, you're fine. He goes, just get the surgery. We'll do it in a year. I'm like, okay. So I had – after I got diagnosed, I had Larry Einhorn, who was Lance Armstrong's doctor. The crazy thing was, a month before that, I was reading his book. Hmm. Isn't so, it funny how
1: that works, by the way? It,
0: yeah, it's, it's so – People say, oh, it's coincidental. I'm like, no, there's things that line up. So then Larry's like, hey, we're going to basically almost kill you to make you better. I don't do the normal thing. So I'm in a holistic medicine and I'm like, I'm going to work with this naturopath at the same time doing chemo. And the doctor's like, you can't do this. You're going to screw up our stuff. I'm like, first of all, you work for me. And I'm going to hold, even though I'm paranoid, I might die at this point. So I go through the treatments. I'm in in this giant infusion room. Everyone's like, why do you have so many doctors? I'm like, those are my clients. They're like, what? The head of the hospital, of the medical school, the head oncologist, head cardiologist, they're all my clients. So, like, what do you do with them? I'm like, I de-stress them with exercise and we talk. So I get done with all this chemo stuff and they're like, we need to talk. I'm like, well, why? They go, first of all, you're the first person we've seen with testicular cancer had both types. Like, okay. Your last CT scan, we don't see any scar tissue. What were you doing? Said proper nutrition, all those supplements you told me I was crazy and what I was eating didn't matter. So I go back to work. I had to take three months off. I'm still the second in place for selling personal training. There's this whole mental thing going on in me. I'm just like, oh, what am I doing? Then I'm like, where can I take personal training? I got certified as a quote life coach back in the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like this life coach thing is asking a lot of questions, started using my training clients. They started coming in on their own. So from 20% success to 80%. And I'm just asking questions. And they're starting to do crazy things. Like I want to do a, a little marathon. Does the Boston Marathon. I want to do a, one of those Tough Mudder races. Does the 24-hour one. I want to lose weight for my wedding, get a little bit better shape, goes on to the Olympics and wins a gold medal in women's soccer. Like I was there showing them what they were capable of, but when I started asking questions, they started opening up the possibilities. It was mind-blowing. So then I go and do a Tough mutter because I trained someone for it, and I – there's this, we're in the middle of nowhere, South Carolina, there's giant hay bales. I couldn't get over it the first time. I'm eight miles into it. I'm like, okay, I pushed as hard as I could. Now at that point, I'm like 215 pounds. I am not an aerobic guy. I'm a weightlifter who likes to lift heavy weights. I'm just going to do it because it's a bunch of friends of mine. I hear this explosion like a shotgun going off. My quad tendons, the tendon right above your knee, explodes, and all my muscles go up my leg. Now, I'm in the middle of nowhere, right? The thing is, because we're near military bases, there are a bunch of army medics running the race, too. My buddy was Delta Force. They help me out. They get me on a cart. They get me to a tent. There's 30,000 people at this race. My daughter's one and a half. My wife finds me. They got to try to get me into a car. I'm in hypothermia. (laughs) My knee's Getting all kinds of crazy. My kneecaps flapping. I got this little podunk ER. They're like, dude, you're screwed. Called my buddy Jeff. I'm like, Jeff. He goes, hold on, man. I'm in the locker room. He's the head uh, surgeon for the football team, UNC. And we just beat our in-state rivalry, NC State, which they didn't do that well this year against. He's like, I got you hooked up. Chris." Uh, it's uh, Halloween is your surgery. Be there. We got to get this done because it's a tendon. He gets me in surgery. They forget to give me the pain meds afterwards. So I'm going home, screaming bloody murder. friend of mine was supposed to be at home because we had stairs going in the house. Didn't show up. I'm lifting myself, screaming and hollering, getting to a recliner. I go through 100 Oxycontin in five days, dude. Holy cow. I didn't know what that stuff was. I was twitching. I completely stopped. It wasn't helping. Like, it made me sick. I was back at work in 10 days, on my my feet in a full cast, whatever you wanna call it. And I started to realize like my mind helped me through pushing me to exercise. My mind helped me overcome cancer. My mind helped me with these injuries. And I also was told I'd never have a daughter. She's 12 years old. I looked at ways to do this naturally and came up with a protocol, it worked. So I put all this together, and the most recent crazy thing was last year I had a heart attack. And they're like, can't tell you what to eat, can't tell you to exercise. Like, it just happened. And I called my naturopathic doctor up afterwards, and I was home within 48 hours. My widow-maker was 99% blocked. Wow. So, and I'm doing a video from the hospital bed. (laughs) And people are like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm here. And it does freak you out because, again, another shock to your system. And what I know is we're all going to die. What are we doing with it how are we going to make people better? And that's where I created the program called Mental Mechanics. And it's not just mind, body, spirit. It's how those influence each other with attitude and energy. And in putting it together, and I also then became a hypnotherapist to tie it all together to go deeper with people and their subconscious, and also to get them out of their own way to accelerate them through coaching. and And it's worked great. It's like NLP mixed with all this. And I'm like, listen, I did this to save myself, and what I know, what it does for my clients, they are blown away by crazy results they get. And it's and and it's you never know we're gonna have an interesting conversation. And, and how you can impact someone, but if you don't take action to even have a conversation, someone could miss out. And I've had plenty of my friends and even clients call me up after we've talked and said, "Man, you saved my life." I'm like, what are you talking about? I said you popped up in my head. I gave you a call. One guy was like, "I had a gun sitting next to me." I'm like, "What?" Because wow. it was loaded. I was better off dead with insurance for my kids. I'm like, no, you're not. Because I know that after you called, but we reached out to each other on a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And I just called them up. But mm-hmm. other buddies like, dude, I would have been in drugs and dead, but you you saved me. And these are not guys that have ever worked with someone. They're like stoic, I got yeah. this, I'm hard. But when I get into conversations, that comes down and they fall apart. They're like, I've never shared this. I'm afraid of this. They're super successful making money, but they're scared to death about their health, their relationships. And I'm like, listen, that's everyone. I can't show weakness. I'm like, actually vulnerability is a strength. Right. Allowing someone to help you, man. Like you're not doing life alone. You weren't created by yourself. If you think about like your mom and dad, whatever you want to call those people hopefully they're good relationships but their path in life their parents path and so on you're lucky or was it intentionally you created for a purpose and are you living in that purpose and that's what I love helping people find those purposes man
1: you know everything and we were talking about this before we got on the call it really comes down to perspective yeah. And you know, just like you, I coach a lot of people and some of them are just starting out on the journey and some people are way further than me um, in parts of the journey. And the number one thing that has helped me through life because we all go through it is my per- perspective shifts in the awareness that even in the darkest moments, I can choose to see it different. Now I've not always done it immediately. But what I've seen over time is as I practice that, that muscle gets stronger. And when trauma hits, I become an outside of the box thinker a lot quicker, which allows me to get to a result instead of wallowing in the pain that I'm in. And that is just a not only something that has helped me personally, but once I started to get the key to it, I immediately wanted to start helping other people too. And not everybody's um ready to be helped. I've learned that. Um, <laughs> they may need it, <laughs> they may right just because somebody needs it doesn't mean they want it. Yeah. Um, but what's really cool about what you're saying is that not only did you do this as a profession, but you're holistic and you're in integrity, you're holistic in the process because hey, this is what I've gone through, these are the results that it got me. I didn't really understand the uh box that I was putting together or the picture I was putting together, but. Now, with hindsight being twenty twenty, I can see how each one of these things led up to this. And, you know, you and I are right around the same age. There's so many people that are being taught the opposite. They're being taught to go the quick route. They're being taught to, well, I'm not going to do holistic things. I'm just going to listen to the doctor and get pumped full of drugs because they're supposed to be the expert or they go the exact opposite route and they ignore it all together, which are some of the, you know, I can, I can beat my way through this. In the process of you growing through this, what are the most significant moments that changed your perspective? Not that you had already had it, but those moments gave you real impact and real insight for moving further down the line for you. So,
0: So this is an interesting one and it, and it, when it happened, I was just like, OK, I'm I was at college track. and I'm just running. And a coach comes down. He's like, hey, you got a moment. I'm like, OK, got my shirt off. I'm sweaty. He's like, I got a player here who I'd love for you to talk to and take a look at. And I'm going, why me? And I did massage therapy for UNC Women's Soccer Program. Their coach, Hanson Dorrance, has won more national championships than any college sporting coach ever. Like he's did the Olympics. He's coming down. I'm like, what's he asking me? He's got all these sports trainers at the college. He's got all these people. Why is he asking me? And I'm questioning that. She comes down. to at ACL. I'm like, okay, this, this, and this, and this. He goes, thank you so much. Because your perspective – you're open to other concepts and ideas. And I love that about you. When we'd ask you to do something, you'd be there. And one year we didn't use you because I listened to the strength coaches or the head sports guy and the girls hated the guy that they worked with. So that's why I want you here. And I'm like, dude, I got actual value. (laughs) Like Because this is is a guy who's coached me a hand and made super all-stars and taking kids from around the world and put them on the bench even though they were superstars because they didn't know how to work as a team. And I'm like, if that guy thinks I got something, I got to explore this further. And that was a huge aha moment for me like what I'm doing actually works and my personal training clients was like, you got to do more than this. Like what you're doing no one else is doing and I'm like, really? I think sometimes we don't realize our strengths until other people point them out, but they've always been there. And I think that is the clarity that I got from People who are super successful is even though they were like the top of their game when it came to financing and and banking, like huge people, millionaires, working with billions of dollars, they still would come to me for advice. I'm like, okay, this is interesting. It had nothing to do with how successful they were that I realized that people all need some help. And that, those were two major things that helped me out. And then when the doctor told me I'd never have a child, and I'm like, why? He goes, because you have testicular cancer. you radiated all this chemotherapy through you. So my wife and I are like, we got married in June. We're like, okay, let's see if we can do this. So I was on testosterone because I didn't produce any at the time. So I had to come off that you're a walking zombie when your levels are low. And I couldn't drink any more coffee because I was just killing my stomach. So I came up with a protocol, <clears throat> I go to the physician, I'm like, I wanna do this. She goes, I can't prescribe this. I'm like, well, why not? She's like, it's Adderall or Ritalin, you gotta go to a psychiatrist. I'm like, I gotta go to what? So I'm like, fine, whatever. So I go to the psychiatrist, I'm like, hey, listen, this is what I'm here for. And I throw out this protocol, she goes, that's genius. She goes, how many do you need? I'm like, I don't want a lot. I just need to keep my energy up. My wife gets pregnant. And so I call up my parents. I go, Hey, you're going to be a grandparent again. So, like, did you get a new puppy? Cause <laughs> fucking zero. The urologist that told me I'd never have children. I called him next. And he's like, wow, that's you're you're incredible. <laughs> and it was how I was thinking. And I'm like, okay, if I can do this as a male, there are tons of people out there who can't do this. And this is where it sounds weird. There are women at the gym who are on in vitro and doing all this stuff. And I gave them the protocol of how to think what to do. Like when it came to supplements and breathing exercises, they weren't even clients. They just, I just knew that they could help. They all became pregnant. Hmm. Even though they spent Twenty thirty thousand dollars, and it didn't work. And they're like, "Why does this work?" And they were not the people. They were over forty, overweight, had tons of miscarriages. Why was this happening? And that was another aha moment. Like, if I can just figure out this, what mm-hmm. can I tap into? And when I started coaching, I had this one guy, and he's like, "Man, I'm a. He's an ex police officer. Doesn't listen to anybody." And I'm like, let's have a conversation. He goes, why should I listen to you? I said, because I'm going to change your life if you want it to change. He's like, yeah, okay. I'm like, follow what I do, and you'll see the results. He's like, okay, never worked with anyone like this. We had this person at the station try to tell us, but they had no idea what we were going through. He goes, I've shot people, and crazy things have happened, and they try to make us feel all lovey-dovey, right, dude? I get it because I couldn't relate. Bodybuilder, big dude, start working together. In three months, he got engaged, got married, bought his dream car, bought his dream house, went from barely making payroll with three employees, maybe 400 clients, to a year and a half later, over 4,000 clients. He's like, if you would have told me this would happen, I would have told you you were crazy. He goes, I don't know how it works, but I know it works because you held me accountable to it. And that was the big, like, what is the value of the service that I offer? Because I was always like, oh, you know, working with people. Well, that's kind of expensive. Okay, what do you want to do? Like, you know, you want to help people. My wife's like, dude, you've got to start charging people. We can't do this for free anymore. But what I do for free is I work with a nonprofit that helps out veterans to prevent suicide. I also do um, hypnosis with people I know who have cancer to help them out. But that's where I give back. So it's even though we know we have something in that, like with the most value in the world, we sometimes feel awkward about getting paid for it. So that was my other aha moment. Like even the people I was giving it to were taking advantage, wouldn't do it. You know, it's like ugh. When I started saying hey this is what it costs and people were like oh that's it I'm like oh damn it I gotta yeah right right.
1: (laughs) you know you you just said so much in a short amount of time the first thing that I picked up on that was incredible and it's part of like what building iconic life is all about you know displaying people on here that have pushed their limit have gone through some stuff and have found purpose in it um when we were talking about perspective you were talking about somebody else saying to you that they saw value in you
0: right
1: and i remember at all of my lowest times um the way that i feel is that god sent a messenger to me in a lot of different ways but it was always i see you i see you i see the value in you And what it took for me and what I heard you just say is it took courage to believe that little thing. And what you're showing an example of is if someone doesn't quit and you just keep putting the pieces together, then eventually you not only know the skill that you have, you see the value in it, you know how unique you are, and then you actually move to the mindset of it's valuable to the point of I can exchange money to survive, to live inside of my purpose. Right, and dude. If people can unpack what you just said in the last five minutes, you literally just gave them the keys to everything they want in life.
0: It, that's the, the thing is, we we de we are our worst critic. We devalue ourselves, and it, it's sad. The thing that I I really took from all of it is those people have always been there. If you're worried about it, and you're just freaking out. You're not picking your head up, looking around. And and it's always there. People are like, oh, where's this message coming from? The message is there. You're just paying attention to it finally. Yeah. Perspective.
1: Perspective.
0: Right. Well, there and this is my take on God, right? Yep. People are like, oh, yeah, I I pray and I pray and I do this idea. I'm like, okay. But do you realize it's a continuous looped message that's always there? You just got to dig it dig down into it they're like what do you mean i said god is not in my personal opinion talking directly to you he's talking to everyone you just have to want to listen yeah you're tuning in and you hear what you want to hear the message is different for every person but it's the same message (laughs) it is you were created to do something go do it and have fun doing it because if you're not enjoying it, then stop doing it. And people are like, oh, you don't understand. I'm like, no, I actually do. Like, I'm working with a client right now. He's a landscaping guy. I'm like, oh, you get your your client's poinsettia plants. He's, and he comes back and he's like, no, I didn't want to do poinsettia plants. Because, you know, you, they, they die off and people don't like them. So I did this other thing. Like, what did you do? There's this plant here in Florida. It's a shade tree. And you put googly eyes on it. And you put a red nose and it looks like a freaking reindeer. I'm like genius. And he like light, he's lighting up about spending money to stand out. And he's like, and it feels good that I get to give this to clients. And I'm like, those are the things and the reasons why people are going to work with you. Not because you cut great grass, right? It's because you care. Yes, You actually care. And a lot of people want to, make their business look perfect online and show what's really like, oh, look at all the money. And I'm like, listen, man, enjoy your money, I get it. There's nothing wrong with it, but does anyone know who you are? And are you the exact same person on screen, off screen? Right. Are you any different? Because if you are, there's something disconnected. That's where I like the authentic, real person. When we were talking before, you know, you've gone through some things. I'm like, and the reason you are where you are is because you stuck to your values. Mm-hmm. And it's not always easy. But it's simple. <laughs> it's simple. Just do the work, scream, cry, get pissed, get over it, move on, teach from it. Because, again, like you were saying earlier, if you wallow in it too long, life's still going by you. Yeah. And people, they're like, hey, okay, no, you're not gonna pull me in and drown me with you. I'm waiting for you when you're ready and I'm here. And that's where you you have to be rough with people is like, when you're ready to stand up, I'll help steady you. And then when you're ready to walk forward, I'll show you how to walk faster. And then when you're ready to run, I'll run next to you as a partner. But that's the thing that people are like, well, if you only, if I only, I'm like, no. It's not an only, there's so many ways in doing this. And if, if it doesn't work the first way, do it differently. I've tried everything. Really? Let's have a conversation. I guarantee you haven't,
1: you know? Dude, you're, you're speaking to me and this is why we're on here. I got four core values, man. They're integrity, information, innovation, and income. And the idea behind it is there's a lot to unpack in integrity. But if you're whole, and you do what you say you're going to do, and you understand the intention behind it, that I'm speaking to you, so I'm paying attention. Do you understand? We run into information, which is just proper communication. If we communicate effectively and we're winning, willing to innovate, meaning no ego, we just changed. That didn't work. Oh, well, that's one way that doesn't. Let's try the next one. It might. And we keep doing that. If you add integrity, information, innovation, you get income, which is whatever goal you attach to it. Simple, not easy, but together we can do it better because we can draft off of one another. And it's what I love about everything that you just said. It's what I love about. I mean, we've been on here 27 minutes. We're going to wh- wind this down now, but dude, this is a way to let other people know that if you feel this way, you're not alone, that there are people that run the race that we fail And we get back up and we make it better again. Sean is a guy that has been through tremendous trauma. And look at him laugh. Look at his perspective on it now. Look at how he turned something that, you know, should have been a grain of sand and an oyster and it turned into a pearl. And then instead of coveting the pearl, the man just wants to give it away. And then he realizes, like all of us do that are married, that they can't live on air alone. So then we start making money on what we do and we just keep sharing the value. And brother, I, I appreciate who you are. I appreciate the fact, I mean, now that I, we've had these conversations a couple of times, like you are the exact same person, the exact same person that I talked to last time. Thanks. More people need to integrate themselves and to understand non-codependently. I'll be here for you. If I said, I'm for you, I'm for you. You have to be willing. And if you're willing to do the work, I will match you, your energy, where you are and give you the information. And what I love the most about what you said is when it's time to run, I'll run with you. Yeah. That's how this world gets around. I love, love, love it. If people wanted to reach out to you, what would be the most effective way for them to find out?
0: Yeah, my website is Sean A. Huber and Sean is S-H-A-W-N ahuve h-e-b-e-r.com i do blogs on there all my information is on there otherwise my email is structured freedom at gmail.com it's the name of our company mm-hmm. um, i'm on all social media look up sean huber the mental mechanic and that's what i i, I love cars and you know without the right software it doesn't matter car doesn't work with a crap so my thing is without the right mindset your body's not going to function correctly so there's there's a lot of things that can connect that way. And I just love sharing it. I've got a two-day challenge coming up Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, usually it's five, but I'm like, listen, people are busy this month, two days. Let's get you set to handle the stress of the holidays, enjoy them, and get you ready for the new year and not be like, oh, I guess i got to do something. Like I get it, but be prepared and you'll be successful. And this next year, I mean, who knows what's going on? Like out there, people are like, It's all negative, like, yeah, but there's tons of positive going on. So your perspective is going to have a huge impact on yourself, the people around you, and then you get to decide like who you want to hang out with. So I love connecting people to all kinds of experts out there that if I don't have the answer, I'll look it up. And if I don't find it, I'm going to put you with a perfect person that's going to help you the best of the ability. And that's what this is about. It's not about me doing all of it. It's like I got a ton of connections. I love sharing with people.
1: Dude, Sean, that is so awesome, man. And um, I have a feeling we're going to be talking again. Yeah, I really appreciate you taking the time. I really appreciate you taking the time to share with everybody. Everybody, this is iconic. This is building an iconic life. You have a perfect example here. Make sure you reach out to Sean and make sure that you subscribe to the show as well as leave a review. It helps messages like these get out better. Sean, thank you, sir. Everybody, it.
0: Thanks for having me, Chris.
1: We'll see you in the trenches, everybody. Take care. Hey, friend. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please leave a review and subscribe to catch future casts. If you really enjoyed this episode, Make sure you share it so others can benefit from it as well. I'll see you in the trenches.